Have you ever tried to let go of something or someone, and no matter how hard you try, it's still there with you, tying you down, sucking energy from you, demanding brain power and attention? It's keeping you from what you want to do and who you want to be. What if there was a future where you stumbled upon your future self? And this version of you has let go of all of the limiting beliefs, all of the baggage of the past, and the worries of the future. What does this person look like? What is their energy? What's their vibe? How do you feel around that future version of yourself? And how do you feel right now thinking about that future you? What if I told you this was possible? What if letting go of the past is the next step on your journey to inner peace? The next step towards becoming that version of you that makes you so proud that you are bursting with joy just thinking about it. The answers to these questions are coming up on this week's episode. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the show that teaches you the wisdom of dying patients and living guests so you can apply those lessons now to live your fullest and most authentic life. My name is Dr. Louie Kathy Zhang. I'm a hospice and palliative care doctor and a life coach, and my mission is to help you, the high-achieving professional, regain perspective manage your mindset and discover your purpose so you can break free from limitations and become the person you most want to be. On this week's episode, we are talking about letting go, embracing what is, and how that can bring lightness and peace into our lives and get us closer to living the lives that we truly want. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. How are you doing this week? I hope you're great. I'm feeling pretty great too. So I've been thinking a lot this week about letting go, specifically the concept of letting go of something that is no longer good for us or what no longer serves you so you can shed that weight and move forward and step into your future. I came across a meme one day and it says, two hours after a breakup, girls have a new haircut, two jobs, a scholarship to Harvard and a down payment on a house. And I remember just thinking, be like, yep, that is spot on. I once broke up with a guy years ago and I remember before I made the decision, I was hemming and hawing, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? And I finally did it. And I went to the gym, I think it was like a Friday evening, maybe I had one beer at happy hour, and I guess that counted as carb loading or something like that. And I just started running on the treadmill. And I would not consider myself a runner. It's just, I've tried and I don't love it. Maybe one day I will. But that was one of the best runs of my entire life. I was like, hitting my stride. I was graceful. I was light as a feather. It was just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Like it was a freaking gazelle prancing around on the Serengeti plains without a care in the world as if all of the apex predators had somehow vanished overnight and I could just graze to my heart's content. Um, and that's how light and free and incredible I felt because I had untethered myself 
from that which was holding me back, from what was holding me down in a sense. And I bet that you've probably felt this way in your life as well. Maybe you've left like a toxic workplace or a bad relationship. And it always makes me think there is this photo. If you Google it, there's a photo of Nicole Kidman and the paparazzi shot her this photo where she is leaving the building after finalizing her divorce with Tom Cruise. I'm not totally sure if that's the situation, but that's what everyone says it is. And it is so amazing. You can just see there's like, she is so triumphant. Her eyes are closed. The sun is beaming on her face and she's got her arms in the air and you could tell she's just like screaming in victory. And that, oh my God, that is the feeling that I want for you. That is the feeling that I want for all of us, that levity, that peace. And sometimes you don't realize how shitty you've been feeling how heavy that burden you've been carrying around is until you feel the weight of its release. And sometimes that letting go is physical. You move, you clean out your house, you Marie Kondo your life, you leave a job, maybe you shed some unwanted weight. There's a physicality there. And other times it's mental. It's a mental release. There's a viral video of a crayfish. It's like, on the edge of a boiling pot of water and it's got one claw in the water and it's like, oh my God, it's boiling. I'm not going to survive. And as an act of self-preservation, it takes its other claw and just rips out the left claw and it just leaves it in the pot and then it falls off the pot onto the countertop. And it's viewed millions and millions of times. And I think sometimes what we do is we think that holding on and staying the course is the way when in reality it causes us more pain than to let go, than to embrace change, than to metaphorically chop off our arm to save ourselves. What we can also leave behind are things like limiting beliefs, the thought that I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, or something's wrong with me. Something else that we can leave behind are disempowering emotional states, constantly feeling anxious, fearful, indecisive, or angry or overwhelmed. And another thing that I really like to explore is leaving behind an old identity, something that doesn't work for you anymore. Maybe you were in your 20s, you were a party animal, you were fly by the seat of your pants. And you didn't mind couch surfing back then or eating cheap fast food every day. But maybe now you're a little bit older and you're like, that's not really what I want. You know, in terms of the earlier meme where girls do certain things after a breakup, you know that if a woman cuts her hair after a breakup, it's over. It's done. She's officially moved on. And there's an association, at least for ourselves that we're in that relationship of a certain hairstyle or a certain length, and you associate those two together. That is a physical manifestation of saying, okay, that's the old me, that identity, that chapter of my life is over and I am moving on. And then sometimes maybe there are parts of you that you like, that you don't actually want to abandon them. But maybe instead what you could do is expand your identity. You know, 
maybe there's the quiet, reserved, and thoughtful, introverted part of you that you really love. But that doesn't have to be your entire identity. Maybe you can also be bold and courageous and assertive. It's not always an either or. It's this and, if you think about it that way. Something I also want us to think about letting go of is our own judgments and our own expectations. This week, I posted a video about a realization that I had about relationships that would have saved me so much heartache as a younger version of myself. And this also applies beyond just relationships. But what it was, was when we know that something doesn't serve us, it creates a disconnect between what we say we want and what we're actually doing. It puts us out of alignment with our own values. And then you find yourself asking, like, what's wrong with me? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. You're human. You may just need some more guidance or knowledge or awareness. And again, episode one, the first episode that I ever recorded on this podcast just about a year ago was about expectation versus reality. If you are unhappy about a certain situation in your life, it's most likely because your reality doesn't match up with what you envisioned in your mind. And what I said in the video was that sometimes, yes, it's hard to let go of the person. It's hard to let go of the relationship. But sometimes what's even harder is letting go of the dream of what that relationship could have been. It's hard to let go of what we thought a situation was going to turn out to be rather than accept the reality of what is. And the reason why it's hard to let go of something or someone that you know is bad for you and is not helping you grow is that the alternative is scarier than what your current reality is. The alternative is more painful than what your reality is. Your brain, your body is constantly analyzing and comparing situations. It's always asking, what's less painful? What's more pleasurable? And then it takes those paths. Let's continue on with the example of leaving an unfulfilling relationship. There's the pain of staying, and then there's the pain of leaving. When it comes to the pain of leaving, we think, what if I never find another partner? Okay, on the flip side, what if you do? Okay, well, what if they change? What if they get better? On the flip side, what if they never change? What if this is all there is? Well, what if no one will love me the way that they do? On the flip side, what if someone will love you in even better ways that you never could have imagined? You will stay in that relationship. You will stay in whatever situation is the status quo until the pain of staying becomes so unbearable that it outweighs the pain of leaving, that it outweighs the pain of letting go. And maybe you'll eventually get there on your own. But if you have help, you have coaches, if you know how to better manage your thoughts and emotions, you can do it faster. And I want you to think about this. Pain grows the more that we focus on it. Like if you ever have a toothache, if you focus on it, you're like, oh my God, it hurts so much. It's just throbbing. You feel it kind of pulsating in your head. Each time your heart is beating, you lay down and you're like, oh my God, it's worse. It's awful. I cannot think. 
I cannot do anything except focus on this pain. It's just unbearable. Then again, if you are able to distract yourself, if you're able to focus or you have to focus on something else aside from the pain, it's not as intense. It's still there, but it's not excruciating. And whenever I was a kid, I would get frustrated or angry. And I was I was much more emotionally labile as a kid. I got it from my dad. <laughs> you should have seen me driving. I was cursing at everyone. My husband may think otherwise, but I'm actually a little bit better now. I think a lot better now. But anyhow, as a kid, I would perseverate on whatever it was that was stressing me out. I would focus on that. And in a sense, that pain, that stress, whatever was causing me to be overwhelmed would just grow and I would be consumed by it. And my parents would always say this to me in Chinese, which is xiang kai dian, which essentially means like be more open or the literal translation is to like think more openly. In a sense, be more open to the possibility of what's outside of what you're focusing on, what's outside of the stress, this frustration. Be more open to the possibility of something different than what you've been experiencing. Be open to thinking about something else. Be open to eventually working your way to letting that go, letting it be. And when it comes to letting go, Some of the most extreme examples are ones that I see at work every day. I had a patient once who had stage four cancer. It was in his belly and it was causing a bowel obstruction. It had grown to the point where it was impeding the flow of nutrients and, you know, food through his small intestine. And he was elderly. He'd gotten too weak for treatment. He was really hoping for it. And we got to a point where we're like, We don't have anything that would safely be able to treat your cancer. We can't cure it. It's already spread distantly. It's stage four. And even at this point, anything that we give you would cause more risk than benefit. It would cause more harm. It could even cause you to die faster than if we didn't give you that. And so that was a really tough conversation for him. His family, a lot of his family was in Central America. They came and... We had some conversations. I was able to talk with his son and his son told me that this patient would tell them from a very young age, like you have to study, you have to become a professional. This patient never had the opportunity for education. And it was so important for his children to become better to have a better life than he did. And all of the four or five kids were professionals. That son was an engineer. All the other kids were professors, teachers, or something like that. And he was so proud of his kids. The patient actually worked in one engineering company. He worked for the company. I don't know exactly as what. And then it turns out his son now works for that same company. And his son would have to take like the CEOs of the company around, show them around their Central American office. And he showed the photo to his dad and his dad was so proud of him. And I share this with you because the patient and his family were so at peace with what was happening. Think about it this way. If there are people out there who can accept the fact that they are not going to live any longer, that their identity as a living being 
is being challenged, that their life as they have known it on this earth is coming to an end, if they can find the inner strength to do that, if their loved ones can find the strength to be at peace with death and to let that all go, surely we can do the same. Surely we can, I don't know, quit smoking. We can leave that toxic workplace, pursue our passions, end that relationship that isn't going anywhere, start the blog that you've always wanted to, do the really scary things that have the possibility to radically improve the quality and the trajectory of our lives. And it wasn't that they weren't sad. Everyone was sad. They were crying. The patient was crying. Everyone was sad, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they knew what was happening. They were accepting of the reality. They let reality be, and they also let go of what they were holding on to. And I tell you that because there wasn't that element of suffering that so many others go through at the end of life. And there's so much suffering that happens in our daily lives as well. But letting go healing, growing is one way that we can alleviate that burden now so we can live the best lives that we can while we're still alive and well enough to experience it before it's too late. Look, letting go isn't about erasing or forgetting or ignoring the past. It's allowing for the present, allowing for what is to let it be. It's releasing the energy you were channeling towards those thoughts or people or situations. It's no longer reacting to what would normally frustrate you or upset you. Letting go doesn't mean you have to know what the future holds. It means that you're making a decision that you believe in yourself enough to be able to handle the consequences to be able to brave the unknown. It's looking back for evidence that you have already done scary things and you've been resourceful enough to deal with whatever life threw at you and you reminding yourself of your capabilities and of your innate potential. So your homework, your action item for this week, what can you let go of? Is it a bad habit? Is it a disempowering thought? Is it negative people? Pick one thing. Maybe it's a small thing, or maybe you want to go big and work on that one limiting belief that you know that if you never thought it again would change the entire landscape for you, it would change everything. The keystone, right? The stone that sits in the center of the arch without which that whole arch would collapse. That one central key limiting belief upon which all other limiting beliefs are built. If you want to go hard, you want to do that, be my guest. I'm I'm excited for that. I want you to take a hard look and ask yourself, what do I really want to take with me into tomorrow, the next few months, the next few years? Who do you want to bring forward with you into the future? That includes yourself, that includes other people. Which versions of you do you want to nurture now and going forward? 
That's how you create an intentional life. That's how you get closer to living the life that you envision in your mind, to becoming that person that makes you so proud that you want to shed tears of joy just thinking about who you could possibly be. And that's the goal for this week. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart as always for tuning in. But I also want you to thank yourself for putting in the time to make yourself a little bit better, to make your life a little bit better, to go for it and do all the things that you want to do because we've only got one life. We may have a ton of time left, but I want us to use that time intentionally. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.